This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone. This is Kelsey Ramirez, and I am here at the National Secondary Conference in New York City. I'm joined by Freddie Mac, Senior Vice President of Affordable Lending and Access to Credit, Danny Gardner. Danny, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today, Kelsey? I'm doing great. So I just wanted to kind of talk to you. I know that y'all just rolled out uh, a new program that you wanted to kind of give us a little bit more information on. Um, So tell us a little bit about what your program does and how it's going to improve access for home buyers across the nation. Sure. So at Freddie Mac, what we're doing is we're harnessing the power of our research, the talent of our people, and advanced analytics. And we're trying to better understand not only the mortgage process and the mortgage, uh, how we can make improvements to the mortgage manufacturing process to the benefit of our customers and for their customers, that being our borrowers, uh, but also how can we uh, use the power of research and analytics to better understand the emerging consumer. Uh, So we call that our borrower of the future campaign. And in so doing, what we're trying to understand is what are some of the trends that are happening in our society uh, as it pertains to home ownership and the demographics of the individuals who want to take advantage of that in the future. Okay, and so tell me a little bit about some of those trends. What are some of the new things that we're seeing with the younger generation of home buyers sure. that maybe we didn't see in, in previous generations. Sure, absolutely. So we certainly have different attitudes today about housing, the importance of housing. Um, today's millennial generation, as an example, our, our first-time home buyers, uh, are different from past generations. Uh, they're taking longer to marry. Um, we know that there's a declining birth rate in America, so we see less uh, generation of uh, total households, that is including children. Uh, so the housing needs of individuals will change substantially. Uh, people also you know, tend to enjoy being in the city. We're here in uh, New York this week, and uh, all the advantages of the wonderful restaurants and entertainment uh, that are accessible to you are certainly uh, uh, easier to access if you can live closer. So those are kind of the desired uh, needs of uh, individuals today uh, as, as one example. Okay, and uh, what are some examples of how you think that that's going to change mortgage lending and what is it that your data specifically can do to help make those changes? Sure. So as far as changes in mortgage lending are concerned, uh, when you think about mortgage lending, we, we traditionally talk about the three C's, right? It's credit, it's capacity, and it's collateral. Um, so on the credit front, um, we also know that you know the use of credit is, is somewhat different today than it has been in the past uh, because of the uh, recession. Uh, people's uh, uh, people saw examples of uh, being over leveraged and the, the devastation that that could have on families uh, and their finances. So people tend to be much more cautious with the use of credit today. Uh, what that means then is that we don't have the uh, uh, complete credit files that we had in the past and, and everybody having you know, more comprehensive uh, credit experience. Uh, so we have to be able to uh, evaluate credit on a different basis today by having access to new sources of data uh, to establish behaviors and supplement our traditional view of credit and credit worthiness. On the collateral, I'm sorry, on the capacity front, um, I'm sorry again. On the capacity front, then, we think about income. Uh, 
um, and there's no doubt that the income of today's consumer it, it can differ quite. Uh, Sorry, there's no doubt that the income of today's consumer can be quite different than the consumer of the past. So uh, today, as we know, we've come through a cycle of uh, underemployment, meaning people uh, tend to supplement uh, their base income with other sources of income. We live in the so-called uh, gig economy or share economy, and there are uh, various uh, sources of revenue that uh, come as a result. So in order to um, fully understand the ability of future borrowers to purchase and their ability to uh, be successful homeowners, uh, we also have to take into account that the way people make money today uh, can be quite different than in the past. Uh, and so we want to uh, put, uh, we want to gain, sorry, we want to gain access to new sources of data and information and give them the benefit of the income that they are bringing to the table and factor that into the mortgage credit decision. So the third C then, of course, is collateral, the property that the consumer purchases. Um, there is a shortage of inventory out there today to meet uh, the demand, and because of the cost of housing, uh, consumers have become much more uh, used to living with others and back into the shared economy, uh, you know, sharing apartments, sharing condominiums, uh, potentially you know, moving in with other generations of their household, whether it is moving back home with a parent or perhaps even having an aging parent as the baby boom generation uh, continues to grow. Uh, uh, individuals want to age in place, they want to age at home, and oftentimes they're moving back in with their children. Uh, so the way we think about collateral for the future homeowner is much different as well. Okay, that makes sense. And I think uh, one of the panels this afternoon, they were talking about expanding access to credit. And one of the things they mentioned was, uh, one of the views in the room was that first-time homebuyers are the key to expanding access to credit. Would you say, do you agree with that statement or? I think in some ways you can almost say by definition, right, expanding access to credit is largely relevant uh, to first-time home buyers, but there's no doubt that um, the lending opportunity for uh, participants in the mortgage finance and real estate space are going to come from the emerging homeowner. Uh, there's been a, a talk track for some time now about the millennial generation and their attitudes about home ownership and will they uh, engage uh, as generations did in the past in, in home ownership and I personally feel that one uh, and in fact uh, Freddie Mac conducts regular surveys of renters, and we know that there's actually a very high uh, confidence in the idea of home ownership. And uh, Americans, especially the millennial generation, continues to see the value of that. Uh, but what we haven't seen yet is this uh, generation mature into the typical home buying age. And again, as I mentioned previously, um, they're forming families later if they're forming comprehensive families at all. So those decisions may be deferred. Uh, also, uh, with a job market being quite fluid, as it has been over the last 10 years or so. Uh, people may want to be more settled in their careers before they uh, plant roots. Uh, but on the flip side of that coin, I'd also say that you know, given the fairly consistent rise in uh, home prices that we've observed over the last several years, we also know that people find this as uh, not only a great way to provide shelter and keep a roof over one's head, but it could be a great investment uh, for one's finances into the future. And we know that home ownership actually has been one of the primary ways uh, that Americans have created wealth. Right, that's a good point. Um, so I'm going to change subject just a little bit here. Um, so 
throughout the conference, we've seen uh, different Freddie Mac people wearing the buttons, hashtag and, and then, you know, we've, we've also seen that um, across social media sites. Do you yeah. want to tell us a little bit more about what that is? Sure. So and is an acronym. It stands for AUS Neutral Design, AUS being the Automated Underwriting System. So as you know, most origination today is done in the form of automated underwriting systems such as Freddie Mac's Loan Product Advisor. So um, if you go back let's say three years ago, um, uh, both Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae offer uh, automated underwriting tools, but to access those tools, there was a fee that was typically charged to the consumer. So lenders became very oriented around one solution or the other solution, just depending upon the characteristics of the borrower, because they didn't want to increase the cost of the origination and the cost to the borrower as a result. Uh, but today, because the, these engines are no longer um, but today, because there's no longer a cost to access these engines, we really want lenders to think about hitting both engines at the same time. And we know many of the major loan origination systems have now designed this capability, and lenders just need to be made aware of that opportunity. What we believe that will result in is greater pull-through, so you'll have better opportunity to evaluate a borrower uh, taking a different view. Uh, and the thing that should be uh, clear to your uh, listeners is that uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are two distinct companies. We have two distinct views of credit. We have two distinct uh, objectives as, as enterprises. And so without the opportunity to evaluate a consumer uh, from both of those views, uh, you may be missing the opportunity to have uh, not only greater pull through, greater loan production, but also to have the opportunity to give your borrower the best option uh, for their needs. That's a good point. And with how things are moving, people wanting the mortgage process to go faster and faster, you know, this is a great opportunity for them to come in and see all their options at once, what can they do with it, and, and then move out from there. Absolutely right. There's lots of solutions that are available from both companies, and we believe that uh, lenders and consumers can make a better decision when they have all of that information in front of them at once. That's great. Well, before we close out, um, just being at the conference this past couple days, what are some trends that you've been hearing about? What are some things in the secondary markets that, that have really stood out to you? Sure. Um, so I'd say go, overall, you know, we've heard a lot of consistent feedback about the margin pressures in the marketplace today, right? Um, the refinance uh, share of the marketplace has uh, continued to dwindle. Um, there's fierce competition for the remaining uh, part of the market that's related to home purchase. Uh, we know the purchase market is frustrated by the lack of inventory. We don't have enough homes out there to meet the demand of all of the emerging homeowners uh, who want to, to purchase them. And so as lenders are facing the struggles of competing for uh, those uh, borrowers and, and the uh, limited amount of supply, um, you know, Freddie Mac is very pleased to um, Freddie Mac is very pleased to be part of those solutions to try to make that process more efficient uh, and bring down the cost of that uh, manufacturing a mortgage loan, both for the lender and for the consumer. So we think we actually uh, can be a very helpful solution uh, with that problem that lenders are facing. That's great, and that's you know one of the things was hearing yesterday is they were talking about the seasonality of mortgage lending is getting much worse now that refis are dropping and you have more purchase loans, but those are centered in the spring and summer home buying seasons. Very good point. So you're seeing a lot of seasonality in the as as 
originations drop in the first and fourth quarters. Yeah, that, that adds to that margin pressure, and you're absolutely right. You know, costs don't come in seasonally. You know, you have staff, you have facilities, you maintain those uh, year-round. Uh, but it, when your revenue comes in uh, just a few months of the year and you're competing, uh, 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 competing in that limited space of time, it can really exacerbate that, those issues. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh.